and welcome to PCTY Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson. During our time together, we'll stay close to the news and info you need to succeed as an HR pro. And together, we'll explore topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, and real life HR situations we face every day. The following episode was recorded live at SHRM 2021 in Las Vegas. You may hear more background noise in this episode compared to what you're used to. Enjoy. Hey, on today's episode, I have Don Kelly with me. We are sitting in the middle of the SHRM floor here at the Expo at SHRM 21. Don, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So I thought we could start by maybe you sharing just a little bit about your background in the HR space and your own journey. Sure. So I'm not sure people really decide they're going to go into HR. It's more of a hey, will you do benefits? That really expands into HR. So I ended up in HR by somebody saying, hey, you want to do benefits? Um, when I was much younger, um, I actually planned on going into the medical field. Um, really? And so, yeah, I was working as an administrator for a residential care facility at the time. So um, figured I'd go into nursing, perhaps a you know, doctor. Wasn't quite sure at that point, but HR it is. Here we are. So I started HR doing benefits and then um, grew up from there, went to a nonprofit for about 20 years and learned everything I could possibly learn. Had some great mentors, um, great stewardship through SHRM and our local chapter. And then um, now I'm at the city of Modesto where I've been for about a year. That's so cool. So our topic today is going to be around gender. Um, you know, gender pay gaps are a topic our listeners are definitely going to be familiar with as we've been trying to address this for years. But gender equity and equality is really much broader than that. Um, as far as defining it, I thought, you know, like you've mentioned before in, in your speaking, we got better at defining race and ethnicity classifications, but how do you see this changing in the gender space, that same sort of evolution? Are we going through that now? I think so, definitely. I can imagine what would it have been like when people were first talking about the difference in, differences in race. You had people sitting in a room saying, listen, I only believe in black, white, Indian. That's it. And people being very passionate about that or very unwilling to change about that. And now I feel like where we come from that space, you know, with race, you know, even looking at your EEOC reporting and your EEO1 reports, et cetera, you have all of these different options where the person gets to pick where they feel most comfortable. And gender is really going that same way, is that the person, instead of feeling like they're the unknown person because you have male, female, and unknown, now you're going to have these other opportunities on what matches for you instead of somebody else dictating that for you. I like how you phrased it. It really is about the employee being able to bring their full selves, right? Identify how they identify instead of somebody else giving them a label. You know, as HR continues to educate themselves in this field, um, what are some of the terms that we really need to understand around gender issues? So I think the biggest one that people need to understand is gender expression. So expression is really how you show up. Your, I call it your holiday wrap, how you show up. Because some days where our wrapping looks amazing and other days maybe not so much. But it's how you show up. It's what people perceive you to be based upon your wrapping, how you show up. And then identity is how you feel on the inside. Um, neither one of those really conform to what your sexuality was. 
or is. And that's what's really important is sexual orientation has nothing to do with gender expression or identity. And I think people get caught up in the sexuality part of it. And um, that's where there's fear is people don't want to talk about sex. And so they shouldn't when it comes to gender. It right. doesn't have anything to do with it. Don't lump it in. Right. How do we need to think differently about creating environments and experiences for non-binary employees? And maybe you could start with explaining what is a non-binary employee and why is it important for us to think about that? Right. So it's really important to think about that is because the worst thing you want to do is make people feel unwelcome from the start of walking in your workplace. The minute they fill out their application, if you only give two options, if you give options of male and female, already they don't feel welcome. Already you've lost that opportunity to make somebody feel welcome. And so adding in non-binary means that they are not identifying as male or female. And so that's where non-binary comes from. And it's a safe answer where people will feel comfortable with that. Eventually, I do see it changing where we're going to add in other different terms. But non-binary is a simple way. You can add that to your application, make that change all throughout your organization instead of being tied to he, she all throughout your policies, too. Yeah. We recently, so we have a culture book in our organization. We've kind of ditch the old school employee handbook. And one of the things we've talked about is making sure as we go through that, you know, do we have a lot of he, she, can we remove that? Can we create language that isn't gender specific right. when we're thinking about, you know, creating policy that we're putting out there? How can HR professionals educate their organizations on these important topics while also protecting information of individual employees? Right. So the most important thing is to ask your employee, the one who comes forward and says that they're transitioning, ask them what level of support and help they want from you. They're really the ones that are going to dictate on how much you can or cannot say. Um, some people have been really forthcoming with me and others are like, I want to keep this on the down low. And you have to respect that. And so your education that you provide to your employees cannot be about somebody else you have to be the one taking that on. The more you say, oh, the employee said this, the employee said that, the more it just diminishes that message and really eliminates it being about a strong HR culture change. And that's where you need to keep it. It needs to be an HR focus, not, hey, one of my employees said this focus. That's such a good point. I think there's so many things that we try to tackle in HR that we use that caveat, like, oh, this employer, these groups of employees, and you, you hit the nail on the head. This should be an HR initiative. Exactly. Our organization, our leadership, our way of thinking and our culture is making this change and we're going to support it. So I really I appreciate that. You know, how can we support, and you mentioned this a little bit already, like you do need to follow the lead of the employee. How can we as HR professionals start to support those that are transitioning or those that are transgender employees? So the first thing that I have done is I really ask um, – how can I help? What do you need from me? So that's really the first step in opening that door. Um, and then it's just the slow, constant stream of education. It's not a one and done training. Oh, woo, everybody knows about transgender. Let's move to the next topic and move on. It is a continuous piece. And inclusion is something I'm really big on because right now, diversity, equity, and inclusion are big topics. I mean, I look around the Sherm Conference right now and there's everybody talking about it. However, in order to really have something that is a diverse workplace, you have to be inclusive. And so being inclusive is making sure every single person that walks in your organization feels like they belong. It doesn't matter their gender at that point. You've got to make sure you have inclusion and then 
and only then can you have the diversity and equity that you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. How have you also helped employees understand how to support somebody who's going through a transition? I think about this a lot because I, I think it's important for us to educate our employees, but it goes back to that sensitivity and making sure that you are giving the right amount of support that the individual who's going through transition wants. Um, but it can be pretty public, right? That transition can be pretty public. So exactly. what's your recommendation for how HR can educate other employees on the topics so that they can be supportive to the level that the employee going through transition wants? So that's also something that you can do, you know, as, as an employer is you can have training sessions on what this looks like and talk about it. It's just like, I remember when people didn't want to talk about workers comp, if we talk about it, they will have injuries, <laughs> right, right. you know? And so it's that same thing as like, people are not going to jump out of the woodwork and be like, oh, I'm transgender too, because you talked about it. You know, um, it just gives that education so that people can start to feel comfortable about it. You know, I did a session earlier today for SHRM and afterwards there were lots of questions and things like that on how to handle certain aspects. Even, you know, there was one which I thought was a great question, but she was asking me and saying that their employees were refusing to call the person by their new pronouns and just saying, absolutely not. I'm not going to do it. And on purpose saying, you know, he, he, he. And so I said, well, that person gets to be fired. Yeah. Because that's where it's going. You're not being respectful in the workplace. You don't get to bully and harass somebody just because you don't like what they're doing and your understanding or acceptance of it doesn't play a part in your respect. Yeah. It definitely goes back to, what is the culture of your organization and how do you define those things and just basic human decency <laughs> exactly basic human decency exactly because that's the thing we're all humans i mean when you add it to anything and hr is supposed to be about the humans yeah so we need to be about all the humans whatever that looks like yeah is there anything we're missing from a you know, and, and I'm not transgender, so I'm not speaking for transgender employees, but I'm curious if there's ever a moment where we can help celebrate some things instead of having it be, hey, I gotta, I gotta do this education, I gotta do that education. Is there moments where it's, it's good to help celebrate somebody in transition? Yes. So that would, number one, need to come from the employee. They'd have to really do that. But one of the things that um, is celebrated is a birthday where they've been able to be allowed or they feel comfortable enough to be their authentic selves. And so they have a new birthday. I know? love that. Yeah. So maybe they have a new name and maybe they've, they've done all the monotonous paperwork and, you know, wherever they are in their stage, they develop a new birthday. And so that's the thing you want to celebrate. And with their permission, you have a little celebration about that. Oh, I love that. Okay, last question for those listening who uh, maybe are just dipping their toes in the water of gender issues and gender equality and equity. Do you have recommendations, books, articles, people in the thought leadership space that we should be tapping into to learn more about? these issues. Uh, so what was really interesting for me is I do a lot of research all the time because I want to have these resources available. And brand new to SHRM is on August 27th, they uploaded a transgender toolkit. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> and so I was really, really, really happy about that. Timing couldn't be better. Um, and I really appreciate that they took the time to develop not only just one policy, but numerous policies to assist transgender coming into your workplace. So SHRM for sure. Um, I know that one of the um, places that I like is a, is a um, website called Open to All. Okay. And Open to All is really a non-discrimination campaign really for all, for every person. So it doesn't matter 
where you fall. Um, as far as it might be an immigration law status, it might be, you know, numerous things, but they have a pledge even where the workplace can go in and actually pledge to be inclusive and not discriminate against people. And so I really like that. Um, and then also the Transgender Law Center also has a model employer policy too. So that was actually the one I was really going to talk about a lot. And then I saw Sherms and was really excited to see that. So there's a lot of information out there. There's also a lot of bad information. So yeah. um, just goes back to anything as you know, the internet is not truth telling. <laughs> um, so please make sure because you can justify anything in the world. And so yeah. just make sure that whoever you're looking at, wherever you're getting information that you have really vetted that out. So you feel comfortable um, passing along the information you're learning. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you and learn more about, you know, what you talked about here at SHRM or more about what you're doing at Modesto, how do they do that? So um, they can connect with me on LinkedIn, um, and that's under Don Kelly. And then also um, they could email me if they wanted to, and they could email me at donkellyhr at gmail.com. Wonderful. Don, thanks so much for jumping on the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. This podcast is brought to you by Paylocity a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.